now it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Why are we the only show that doesn't care about ratings? Because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. Visit witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes and syndication options. Want to share your two cents? Call 513-900-8070 and we might put you on the air. Our topic for today deals with the crazy idea that some people have about earning their way to heaven by doing good deeds. Sure, it feels great to do nice things for people, but why would that make God let you into heaven? You're listening to Witness Radio. It is homecoming weekend here at the University of Cincinnati. What is homecoming? What's it all about? Uh, it's just about like, getting together and hanging out with friends and uh, having fun. Having fun, so I draw my Friday. But, I'll give you a dollar if you still eat it. Okay. I'm joking. I don't have any money. No, I do have money, oh, but I won't give it to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. It, it'd be great for TV, but I'm radio. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you were Matt? Matt, yeah. Matt. Okay, so Matt, what... For you, what, what's homecoming all about? I think it's all about just having school spirit, you know. We can rally around our team and boost school spirit, and I'll be happy that we go here. Okay. Have a great time. Okay. So uh, who are you rooting for? You see. Go Bearcats. <laughs> you see. <laughs> Had to make sure you guys weren't uh, spies from the other team or no. nothing. No. All right. So you guys, are, are, are you excited for homecoming, for going to the game and doing all, all the activities going on this weekend? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're pumped. Yeah, you got tickets, like, at 8 a.m. last time they came out, so. Wow. Tickets sold out immediately, so we were there. Wow. And you guys got the tickets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you putting them on eBay? No, we're going. <laughs> yeah. All right, good no. job. All right, so to change subject a little bit, do you guys think you're good enough to get to heaven? I think so. I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Here's a quick test. How many lies have you told in your whole life? Countless. Yeah, probably a lot. Okay. What do you call someone who tells that many lies? A liar. Oh, you got it. Thanks for your honesty, by the way. All right. Have you guys ever stolen anything, even something small? Uh, I don't think I've ever stolen anything. Stolen anything. I yeah. borrowed from my brother. <laughs> Never stolen. I don't know if I believe you guys. You said you're liars, so. <laughs> but I'll let you. I'll let you get past it. All right. So here's another one. Have you ever used God's name like a curse word? God, Jesus, Christ, in any way like that? Uh, like occasionally, but I try not to. Okay. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you both done that? Yeah. Okay. That one's called blasphemy. That one's very serious in God's eyes. And last one, Bible says, do not commit adultery. But Jesus took it a step further by looking at your thought life. He says, whoever looks with lust has committed adultery already with her in his heart. Have you guys ever done that? Looked with lust? I love my girlfriend. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> so is that a yes? It's a no. <laughs> no, yeah. For sure not. Have you guys ever looked at your girlfriends with lust? You're not married, right? Only in a loving way. Yeah. <laughs> Only in a loving way. Respectfully. Yeah. And lovingly, we appreciate their bodies. We don't take them for granted. Okay. But it's still lust because you're not married. You shouldn't be looking at women like that unless you're married. Well, I think as long as you appreciate them and don't 
have I don't know, negative thoughts, only positive thoughts that can only lift them up and not bring them down. I disagree with you. Right. Uh, I, I, and to be honest, if we were to play all your thoughts about your girlfriend in front of her dad, I don't think he would find them all as wholesome as you do. What do you think? You agree with me? I think that's a little different situation, though. <laughs> it's a different relationship. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. All right, so listen. Talking about all these things, they're part of the Ten Commandments. Okay. The Bible says that if you've broken one, you've broken them all, and the punishment is an eternity in hell. If God judges you based on that standard, and you guys go to hell, does it concern you that you could go to hell if you were to die today? Doesn't God believe in redemption? He does. I'm not concerned right now. Yeah, I agree with that. But do you guys know how to be redeemed? I do. Yeah, I go to Cali Church. Okay, well that's not how you be redeemed. Let's see. If, let's see if he knows. Uh, you got to seek forgiveness and change your ways and uh, seek penance for us. Eh, wrong. Let's try you. Uh, I thought it was forgiveness too, like repenting. For well, you got to right? sense. The, the repentance part, the turning away from your sinfulness, but the big important part here is putting your trust in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on that cross. Without that, you guys are still going to hell. It doesn't matter how many times you say you're sorry, right? Okay, so listen. When Jesus died on that cross and he rose on the third day, it was like he was paying a fine on your behalf with his blood. He shed his blood so that you wouldn't have to go to hell. And he says, repent, believe the gospel. Don't just believe that he was a real guy, but turn from your sins and turn to God, putting your trust in him and in him alone, not in anything else or anyone else. Okay, don't put your trust in your in yourself, you know, saying sorry, saying prayers, doing Hail Marys and stuff like that. Don't put your trust in that. Put your trust in Jesus. Okay, don't put your trust in the saints, in the priests, or in anything else. Only in Jesus. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. For sure, yeah. Trusting in your good deeds is like giving food to someone on a dirty plate. You see, it doesn't matter how good the food may look, the filthy surroundings will cause them to reject the offering. And that's what God does when you try to bring your good works to Him. We have all become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. Isaiah 64, 6. If you're trying to work your way to heaven, stop it and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ alone. What? On October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther nailed his 95 Thesis to the door of All Saints Church in Wittenberg, Saxony. This began the Protestant Reformation, a protest against the corruption of Roman Catholicism in order to reform the church toward a more biblical and gospel-centered foundation. Still today, the doctrines of Roman Catholicism are far from sound. Despite what a Catholic might tell you, the church actually does exalt the Virgin Mary as an object of worship and teaches that she brings us the gifts of eternal salvation as an intermediary between us and Christ. 
However, 1 Timothy 2.5 says there is one mediator between God and men, and that is Christ only. Nowhere in the Bible does it say anything about praying to Mary or any dead saint. In fact, Deuteronomy 18.11 says that communicating with the dead is detestable to the Lord. The Bible says that it is by grace you have been saved through faith, not of works. The Catholic Church, however, says that if a person claims that salvation is by grace through faith alone, they should be excommunicated. Catholicism also teaches that a person can lose their salvation and must do acts of penance in order to get it back. But Romans 4.5 says a person cannot be justified in such ways. The Catholic Church forbids their priests from marrying, but 1 Timothy 4.3 calls this the teaching of demons. It is possible for a person to be Catholic and also a born-again Christian, but if they truly read the doctrines of the Catholic Church and compare them with the Bible, a maturing Christian should not remain Catholic when we understand the text. JC, we're on the campus of University of Cincinnati. It's homecoming weekend, and the big question I want to know is what is homecoming? What's it all about? Uh, I think it's mostly about just like appreciating the alumni mostly and just everyone having fun and the football team winning especially. Okay, so it's really just kind of a series of events and activities, yeah. stuff like that. Now, you mentioned something about uh, the alumni. What, what's up with the alumni thing? Uh, well, it's also alumni weekend, so everyone who went here, played sports here, is coming for this weekend, watching the games and just supporting the teams. So that's probably where they got the name homecoming from is is alumni who have graduated are coming home to UC, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very neat. Um, so totally off topic, JC, you have the initials of a very famous person, probably someone, probably the most famous person in all of history. Do you have any idea who that is? No. JC. Think about it. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea? No. Okay. His first oh, name was... It's a, it's a male. I don't know. Wait. Um, no, I don't know. Nothing? Okay. No. Uh, his first name was Jesus. Oh. You know, okay. Do you know no, about no, Jesus Christ? Him. Yeah, I know Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Um, I think that's a hard question to answer. I don't think anyone really knows. But, I mean, I think he's someone that's there supporting everyone. I think he's always there for everyone. So he kind of just, I don't know, someone who's there to support. It's a weird question. I don't know. <laughs> so now do you, do you follow Jesus Christ? Are you, are you a Christian? Uh, I went to Catholic high school, yeah. So, yeah. That doesn't really answer the question. You, you say saying, yeah, I went to Catholic high school is like saying, well, I know. yeah, I went to a garage before, so now I'm a car. I mean, I know about him. I don't know what I believe, but I think he, there is a God. There is a Jesus. I don't know exactly what. I don't know if I believe everything, but I do believe in him. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. What does someone have to do to get into heaven? I have no idea. And I think nobody can answer that. I don't think there's like a direct answer to that. Well, you know, uh, Jesus actually said the way to get to heaven. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
no idea. Well, let me let me ask you this: Do you consider yourself a good person? Yeah. Do you think you'd be good enough to get to heaven? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna put you to the test. <laughs> How many lies have you told in your whole life? Um, my whole life, probably quite a few. What do you call someone who tells that many lies? A liar. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> All right, so next question. Have you ever stolen anything before? No. I don't believe you. You said you're a liar. <laughs> well, I haven't stolen anything. I don't lie about important things. Have you ever stolen anything, even something small? No. Okay, that's good. You shouldn't, I don't shouldn't steal. steal. <laughs> no, no. All right, have you ever used God's name like a curse word? No. Never use God, Jesus, or Christ in a way that isn't glorifying to him? No. Good. I do they, they taught you something right in Catholic school. <laughs> they did. All right, so last one. Uh, the commandment says, uh, you shall not murder. But the Bible takes it a step further. It looks at your thought life. And it says that whoever hates someone is a murderer at heart. Have you ever hated someone before? No. Never hated anyone? I don't hate anyone, no. Well, that's good. I really don't. All right, so JC, here, here's the results of your of your test. Okay. You, you've admitted to lying, yeah. which makes you a liar. Bible says that all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and sulfur. That's a place called hell. Does that concern you at all? If God were to judge you based on that? No, I don't think he would do that. Okay. Even well, if the Bible says, I think he makes his own judgments. Okay. Well, you know... People say that the Bible is the Word of God, that it was from God, inspired by God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, let's let's go down that road for a minute. It, <laughs> Can we not? I don't like this. Okay. All right. Two questions. Alright, JC, thank you so much for talking to me on the radio. Now, I'm not sure if you picked up on it in the last two clips, but I was really struggling to make a fluid transition from homecoming to the gospel. Can you think of any smooth transitions? Call 513-900-8070 and let me hear them. We'll be right back. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Christian Collegiate Network, changeyourcampus.com. The good news is Striving for Eternity would love to come to your church to spend two days with your folks teaching them biblical hermeneutics. That's right, the art and science of interpreting scripture. These guys are willing to come in and teach at a very accessible level biblical hermeneutics. Now that's the good news. The bad news is somebody attending might be really upset to discover Jeremiah 2911 should not be their life verse. To learn more, go to strivingforeternity.org. Welcome back to the show. Let's listen in and see if I figured out a way to transition from talking about homecoming into a gospel message. 
What is homecoming? What's it all about? Homecoming is a great event. It's Everyone is on campus is going pretty crazy this week. And I love all the atmosphere around campus, free giveaways, and it's just all about loving this university. Awesome. Okay. So what what is your favorite, favorite part about homecoming? I just love the energy around campus and and how everyone's just coming together and everyone's crazy this week. Gotcha. Crazy. You think there's uh, a lot of crazy parties going on? Uh, probably yeah. <laughs> this weekend, yeah, probably tonight and tomorrow. You, you you planning to attend any of those crazy parties? I might. We'll have to see. Okay. Okay. So uh, let me ask you this. If you were to attend one of those crazy parties, there's probably some sinful things that would be happening there. Are you a partaker of any of those sinful things? Uh, yes, a little bit. Okay. Well... I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here to see uh, if I can narrow down some of those sins, okay? Uh, what about drinking? Are, or not, not so much drinking, but getting drunk? Uh, there's, yeah, a little bit. Okay. And, and I don't know your age, so I, I and I don't want to know your age, We've, We'll leave that uh, between you and God and the cops if you get caught. Um, <clears throat> if you're underage, that is. So uh, what about uh, what about imbibing in some other uh, materials that could cause you to not think straight, uh, like marijuana or other drugs, anything like that? Uh, no, I don't do any of that stuff. Okay, well, that's good, that's good. Okay, so usually at parties you got uh, a lot of guys, a lot of girls drinking, and uh, inhibitions are lowered. So uh, might be some hooking up. What what about you? You thinking about doing doing a little hooking up? Uh, no. 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 Okay. Well, that's good. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, typically, when someone does things like this or does things that they don't want other people to know about at a party, they will lie about it to their parents or whoever. You planning on telling some lies to cover up what you're doing this weekend? Uh, I'm just going to try to avoid the situation with my parents. Okay. So, uh, lying by omission, not not revealing it. Okay. Uh, what about... Uh, what about... We, we talked about, uh, you know, hooking up. What about just looking with lust, which uh, the Bible says is the same as adultery? Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably going to be going around around all parties this weekend, probably. You probably going to indulge in that one a little bit, looking with lust? Uh, I don't think so. No, 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 I won't. I don't know if I believe you, man. I think you're doing the lying one right now. All right. So what was your name one more time? Kyle. All right, Kyle. Let me ask you, uh, going back to the uh, getting drunk thing that you were talking about, uh, the Bible uh, doesn't specifically say that drinking alcohol is wrong, but it does specifically talk against drunkenness, getting drunk. So it, it says that it's a sin 
and that uh, no drunkards will inherit the kingdom of God. So if you were to die this weekend, maybe got too drunk, do you think you would go to heaven or hell? Uh, well, I believe if you're a great person and you do believe in God, I feel like you would still go to heaven even though you are breaking that commandment or breaking that law of God. Okay. But to a certain extent, you to a certain extent you can't get too overboard. But if you're just getting blackout drunk and you're just drinking like crazy and doing those sinful things, I think you might be going to hell. Okay. So basically you think you're going to go to heaven because you're a good person, you believe in God? Yes, and I usually attend Mass like once a week. Okay, so you're Catholic? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, what if I were to tell you that Mass has no bearing on whether or not you go to heaven? I believe that, yeah. Okay. Good, good. Um, what if I were to tell you that being a good person has no bearing on whether or not you go to heaven? Um... I mean, that can go either way. Okay. Can go either way. Okay. I'm going to quote a Bible verse to you, okay? It's uh, Romans 3.23. says, There are none good, no, not one. There are none who seek after God. What do you think about that? Can you, can you repeat that real quick? It says, There are none good, no, not one. There are none who seek after God. Um, I don't know what that means. All right. There are none good. Everyone, there's no good person. So it has your goodness has no bearing on whether or not you go to heaven. Doesn't matter how many good deeds you do, how many times you pray Hail Marys or Our Fathers. Doesn't matter how many times you you do the Eucharist or go to Mass or confessions. None of that matters. Feeding the home, uh, feeding the homeless, giving money to the poor, doesn't matter. Your goodness has no bearing on whether or not you go to heaven. So, knowing that Bible verse now, any other ideas on how you can get to heaven? I feel like you can get to heaven by truly meaning what you're doing. And truly, like if, you, if you're going to give to the poor and give to charity, if you truly mean that, then I believe that if it's coming from your heart, you can get get to heaven. But see, you're still basing it on, on, on doing good. Uh, and while those are all nice things, you, you should do nice things, it has no bearing on getting you into heaven. There's only one way to get into heaven. Do you know what it is? Uh, to believe in God. Which God? Uh, the Father Almighty. There's a, a tiny piece that you're missing here. What did God do for people like you and me so that we wouldn't have to go to hell? He uh, had Jesus be an example for us, and he died on the cross for our sins. You're partially right. He wasn't an example for us. He was a payment. Uh, he was a substitution for us. Okay, let me... Let me share it with you this way you're guilty of breaking God's law 
He knows you're guilty. You know you're guilty. He says there is a punishment for breaking his law. You deserve to pay that punishment. But instead of you paying that punishment, God sent Jesus to pay the punishment for you. That's what Jesus did on the cross when he died, shedding his blood. He was the propitiation, is the biblical word, for your sin. He never sinned. He never broke the law. But even though he never broke the law, he was punished for you and for me. Okay? He was punished on our behalf. And then he rose from the grave three days later because death couldn't hold him. Death is a punishment for those who have sinned. And he never sinned. So death couldn't hold him. Death couldn't keep him there. And Jesus says that if you want his sacrifice credited to you, you have to repent, which means not just be sorry, but turn from your sinfulness and turn to God. Do a 180 and put your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ alone. You know how a minute ago you were talking about being a good person gets you to heaven, doing good things gets you to heaven, right? Yes. Okay. Transfer that trust that you have in those good deeds, transfer that trust to Jesus alone. Jesus is the one that can get you out of hell. Jesus is the one that can get you into heaven. It's no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Bible says there is, uh, between God and man, there is one mediator, the man Christ Jesus. Okay? So trust in Jesus Christ alone, and you will be saved. Saved from hell, saved from your sin. God will forgive you of every sin you've ever committed. And he'll save you from his wrath, which is abiding on you if you don't turn from sin and trust in Jesus alone. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So let me ask you this. This is, this is the most important question. When are you going to do that? Starting right now. You mean that? Yes, I do. Huge! The Protestant Reformation was huge, and it all began right here in 1517 on this door when a German monk named Martin Luther nailed 95 complaints against this church, against the church. The Protestant Reformation really revolved around two words, and this was huge. The two words were imputed versus infused, and this was the mother, the real mother of all battles. The Roman Catholic Church taught that when a man becomes a Christian through baptism, a part of Jesus' righteousness is infused or injected, if you will, into the person. And if he didn't commit any gross sins, continued to take the sacraments, grew in holiness, and died with the last rites, then he could go to heaven. In other words, he received a little of Jesus' righteousness, but had to work his way toward perfection. But then... Martin Luther, reading Romans 1.17, understood the just shall live by faith, and he grasped imputed, not infused, but imputed righteousness. Imputed righteousness is when God takes our filth and our sins, and he lays them on Jesus Christ at the cross, and in exchange, we receive Jesus' righteousness. We don't become perfect, but God sees us as perfect, 
through the blood of Jesus Christ. All of our sins, past, present, and future forgiven. No working towards perfection. We're seen as perfect. So when we stand before a holy God on Judgment Day, we'll go to heaven not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. Now, some people might hear that and think, great, since Jesus paid the price for our sin, we can sin all we want, right? If we don't get to heaven based on good works, why be good at all? And this is exactly what Paul addresses in Romans chapter 6 when he asks, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? His answer, certainly not. So how are we to understand the relationship between faith and works? Fortunately, God summed it up in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you are saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Then in the very next verse he explains where works come in. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works. We are saved for good works, not because of good works. Good works aren't the way to salvation, they're the result of it. If you claim to be a Christian, but have no good works to show for it, or worse yet, your life is marked by sin, then you might not be a Christian at all. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers nor homosexuals, nor sodomites nor thieves, nor covetous nor drunkards, nor revilers nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. You're listening to Women's Radio. Are our Catholic friends that we've heard today saved? Well, unfortunately, they're not, if they're trusting in good works to get them to heaven. I pray that you are not trusting in good works, but are trusting solely in Jesus Christ. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share the gospel. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.